what's your name? Raquel Schwartz. <laughs> Raquel Schwartz. <laughs> okay. Um, so about this interview, I'm going to just ask you everything golf course related. Um, and you feel free to just speak your mind. Yeah. There's no wrong answers. You to- be totally <laughs> honest. Don't worry about what you have to say. So, how are you enjoying this week? I'm having a lot of fun. I was kind of anxious to come here because it's like really high stakes, um, really intense environment. But I'm meeting a lot of people and I'm seeing, you know, just golf on this level is it's just completely next level to what I'm used to. So, yeah. it's like an honor to be here and to be able to work on this course. And then right now to just see it played on TV, it's like all our hard work. Is this your first tournament you've ever worked? I worked at another, I worked an LPGA event last year, but it was kind of smaller scale. Um, it was the ShopRite Classic at Seaview. Um, it was nothing like this, though. Okay. This so, so where are you, where are you coming from? Um, so I live in Brigantine, New Jersey, and I work in Cape May Courthouse at Stone Harbor Golf Club, um, about two hours from here or so. Okay. Um, how long have you been working there? I started there in December, so pretty recently. Um, we're doing a five-year renovation, so it's been a challenge, but in a rewarding way to like learn the property and stuff like that. Um, I'm working for the same person I have for the last couple of years, so he wanted to take on that project and took me on with him to help. So um, he's like a great mentor to me, so I'm happy to be there. So how long have you been in the golf course industry? Um, right around, like right after my 20th birthday was when I had my first day. Um, I, yeah, so five years now or so. So how did you end up getting into the golf course industry? So I started at Rutgers as a microbiology student and, um, I wasn't really loving the field and stuff like that. And I heard, um, Dr. Bruce Clark, who is a, pathology uh, researcher, I guess, at Rutgers, and he guest lectured at one of my microbiology classes, and I got to talking to him, and he said, why don't you take my first pathology class next semester? Like, I think you'd really enjoy it. So I took it, and I did really enjoy it, and he was kind of probing me about grad school and working for him and stuff, and I said, yeah, like, I'm interested in that, but I want to work in the industry for a summer and, like, get some credits for school and, like, see what everything's about, and about two weeks into the internship, they said, do you want to come back next summer? And I said, yes. Wow. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, f- obviously, you're the only female volunteer here. How, how is that for you? Um, it's been fine so far. I think everyone's been really nice and accepting of me being here. Um, I was a little nervous at first because I obviously stand out pretty easily. So I feel like it's, like, all eyes on me. Like, when I started um, – mowing my first green there were like 20 people around me and I was like everyone's looking at me like don't fuck up don't fuck up but um yeah just trying to like have people see me do good work is important because then when another female comes along you know they're not going to think any different of her for being a female that they've already seen me like working hard in this industry yeah so this is a male dominated um industry have you ever had any obstacles or road bumps or anything that you have had to overcome? Um, yeah, I guess. By the way, please. Yep. So, you're a female in a very male-dominated industry. What kind of, 
have you had any obstacles or robots that you had to overcome during your time as a turf grass manager? Yeah, I guess when I first started, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought that I'm another person doing the job and there's no difference. Um, but my first year as an intern, I noticed that I wasn't getting a lot of the same opportunities as crew members were and I was an intern. So um, that was a little disheartening, but I really had to I had to speak up to my managers and like make a point like, hey, I'm here to learn like you're prepping me to go into this industry as a career and you think you're helping me out by giving me easy jobs, but really you're doing a disservice to me because you're not like teaching me how to use machines because you think I'm not capable of it. And once I spoke up about it, I had no issue with it at all. So like they started whatever I wanted to get on, like I was on. So. Once I brought that up, that was kind of the only hurdle that I've had. And then now I guess the hurdle that I have is more of like an internal one with myself that like I don't see a lot of people that look like me in my field. So like in the back of my head, I'm always like, maybe this isn't for you. Like maybe this isn't what you should be doing. But I guess like Golf Ghost Magazine has been showcasing a lot of women in turf recently. So it's been that's been actually really encouraging to like see other women across the country like superintendents and assistant superintendents and be like okay like now that i see that like there's other women doing the same thing it's really encouraging so when you had to speak up and talk about that do you think that empowered you at all to be able to do that yeah because i'm an introvert i don't love confrontation so it you had to get me pretty annoyed for me to like say something to you but i really just I wanted the opportunity to learn and get better. I knew that this was the career that I wanted. And if I didn't go after it, then, you know, it was just up to me to take what I wanted. So now we're going to get into just you working and um, what you enjoy about it and dislike about it. So all that. So what is your favorite part about the golf course industry? I love just having an entire property to take care of. Because it's like I have my turf and everything, but there's so many other things on the property that are considered with the turf, like, say, trees, shrubs, insects, mammals, birds. Like, I think it's so cool, instead of just working with plants, like, you're working with this ecosystem. And the health of the ecosystem directly affects the health of your grass. And I think that concept is really cool to me. I feel like there's a bigger purpose out there than just growing something for sport. I think I really get to you know, make a green space healthy and beneficial to the community around me. Yeah, so um, you, sp you speak a lot about the ecosystem and all that right now. Mm -hmm. um, what's your opinion on using chemicals and all that in the golf course industry? Yeah. So I think chemicals are important. I think they're a great tool to have, but I think they're just one of many tools to have when you're um, fighting, you know, disease and insect and weed pressure. Um, I'm a big fan of like cultural practices, biological control, um, you know, not really spraying something unless my population threshold requires it. Um, so a place like this that has like every square inch is perfect and it might have to do with the amount that's sprayed. I don't know if that's a property for me to take care of, you know. I think having blemishes here and there is healthy. And I just want my environment and the ecosystem to be healthy. and you know, have a good playing conditions for my members. I think that's the most important thing. Um, so, yeah, I think chemicals are necessary, but they're just one of many ways to treat, you know, the 
changing factors of the environment. So back to the ecosystem again. Um, what's your opinion on going electric mowers and autonomous mowers? Um, I think it's interesting because I don't know how like long term how sustainable like these batteries are either compared to the fossil fuels that we're using. So um, I think just switching your whole fleet completely like yeah it saves fossil fuels but then the amount of electricity you're using and the amount of like say like lithium batteries you're using I don't know you know the negative impacts of that as well I think you know each option there's pros and cons to it so I don't know if one's necessarily better than the other so what is your least favorite thing about the golf course industry my least favorite thing is hmm. I after all this time in the industry I'm still not a morning person <laughs> just um every time my alarm goes off I'm like 10 more minutes please but um I need to overcome that soon so right now is probably my least favorite part <laughs> what time do you have to get up in the morning I have my first alarm at 3 30 and I usually snooze it a few times <laughs> to like gradually wake up um I have to be at the course at five and I live 45 minutes away so um, I have to leave a little bit earlier than others, but, you know, it's worth it. I love where I live, and I love the town I live in, and, um, you know, the drive is worth it to me. What time do you typically get off of work every day? No later than 6 o'clock, but definitely full 12 hours every day. Um, if I get off before 4, it's unusual. Um, so... During the day, the crew leaves at 2, so it's a lot of managing them. And then once they leave, I feel like sometimes that's when my real work <laughs> begins because I don't have to watch anyone anymore. I can just do what I have to do without um, having a crew to you know, make sure they're doing all the right stuff. I totally got, forgot to ask, but what is your position? Oh, I'm the assistant superintendent at Stone Harbor Golf Club. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you like managing the crew? Do you enjoy it? Or do you find it challenging? Or both? Like, what's your opinion on it? Definitely both. So I enjoy it because I love teaching people, like, about turf. You know, I love the industry. And when I get excited about things and teach my crew, like, it, my energy reflects onto them. So I love seeing them get interested in, in diagnosing things as well. Um, so I like managing in terms of teaching. Um, it was a little hard for me at first because I'm – a 25-year-old woman trying to manage middle-aged men who have never worked with a woman before, especially one so young in a management position or managerial position. Um, but once I kind of led by example, I showed that like how hard I worked and they saw, you know, my drive, they really respected that for me. So now I think I have the full respect of my crew and it's not really an issue anymore. Any issues I have now are just me being a little self-conscious about it and that's just for me to figure out but my crew is great and they respect the hell out of me <laughs> so if you could change one thing about the golf course industry what would it be um i think long term so right now i don't know if you've heard the term the assistant situation or across the country um i think there's a lack of young people in school right now going like wanting this as their career and it shows with all these open assistant superintendent positions. I think young kids want a work-life balance. And a lot of times, especially at a place like here at Marion, you have to compromise a lot for this industry. And 
I don't know if that's going to withstand over time. So I think the industry needs to address it, and I don't know if that's hiring more people to, like, have different shifts. But um, if I could change one thing, like, I love my time outside of work, and I probably want more of that. Well, not just with assistance being, being hard to get. It's also been very difficult to get crew members. Mm-hmm. So what would you do to be able to – recruit new people so we've had this problem too and we had ads on indeed for months and we were like we weren't getting anybody we had people coming in for interviews it wasn't a good fit or people scheduling interviews not showing up for them and then my boss posted an ad on facebook for it um at like our little community like county facebook page and stuff and on his personal page and then after that it was like 15 like applicants came through from like Penn State, you know, high schools around the area, so we have a really cool crew now of kids who, you know, want the golfing privileges, you know, employees get free golf at some level, and um, they're there because they like the course, and they want to play, and that was, I was surprised at how many people we got just from using Facebook to post an ad. What's the typical pay for a crew member, if you don't mind me asking? No, it's fine. Um, we start at 14 an hour for no experience, and then if you have experience, probably a couple dollars more than that. Um, yeah, and then I, when I become a superintendent, like, a big thing to me is, like, it's not it's quality over quantity. Like, I want to make sure that the people who are good are getting paid what they deserve, and um, I'm willing, when I'm a superintendent, to take more out of my budget to make sure that, you know, my crew's happy and that they want to be at work every single day. So if you could do one job on the golf course forever, what would it be? I don't know what the health risks of this would be, but spraying. Like, I love spraying. Um, I think there's so many factors to it that you could mess up, and you have to really be dialed in with your spray and your math. And it's challenging, but it's really enjoyable. (laughs) Now... Now, if there was one job you would never have to do again, what would it be? Never have to do again. Two divots. I just don't like two divots. <laughs> I don't, it's just, like, monotonous. Um, I did a lot as an intern, so maybe I have, like, PTSD from it, but probably that. Well, with with T-divots, um, this is going to be a pretty tricky question, but have you ever thought about ways where you would never have to do that again? Yeah, so, um, say, at Stone Harbor, we just put in a Bermuda grass driving range, and we still get divots on them, but it creeps in pretty quick to where you don't really see them anymore in, like, a week or so. So maybe just changing the grass type. I know, like, creeping bent grass is meant to creep into divots, so I guess just selecting for new varieties that are coming out, if that's what they're breeding for, potentially. Yeah, try maybe encourage these breeders to create a blend or a cultivar that could its sole purpose is to be super aggressive Mm -hmm. and maybe like mix it in with the teas and have so you have your standard stand of of turf but also have this really aggressive thing that would fill in the divots pretty quick right or maybe use like add that seed to your divot mix whenever it does come out because that would save a lot of time and labor too so it would be beneficial to look into I think these researchers so do you ever get stressed during work 
Yes, two. Um, I guess so Memorial Day we had 275 people in the books to play. And my boss is a big fan of an afternoon once the winter greens. So I guess I come up to the green and it's like, okay, I have under a minute to get on and off this green, so I'm doing it really fast. Um, that stresses me out, but in a way that like pumps me up. So I guess that's where I start to get stressed. <laughs> you and I are exactly the same with stressing <laughs> over hand watering. Yeah. Um, so do you mind if I give you some advice? Well, with syringing is different because you can go really fast. Yeah. Like there's more than one speed. But my problem was with hand watering and there's only one speed. And that's as like there's only one speed you can do and that's as fast as you could possibly go. Mm-hmm. And just learn that it is what it is. Yeah. How do you handle mistakes? always says just let it bounce right off of you like don't overthink it just like think of how you can do it differently and keep trying until you get it right so you know I fail all the time but it's just not letting that stop you from you know keep going uh what is your short-term goals as in five years I thought I wanted to be a superintendent by 30 and that had been my goal for a while um but now I'm here I see these senior assistants you know that are older and they're still getting a lot of amazing experience by being in that senior assistant position and I really want to make sure I'm ready to be a superintendent you know and I want to make sure I'm not jumping at you know the first opening that comes up I want it to be the right course for me and um, if I have to wait a little bit longer for that chance then so be it but you know super around 30 to 35 I guess is the new goal for me so yeah so that's your long-term goal also is to be superintendent? Yes, absolutely. Um, when I just graduated school, I was working under someone who I won't name, but they told me I wasn't cut out to be a superintendent. And it messed with my head for a while. And because this person was pretty high up in the industry, and so to hear them say that about me was damaging to me. Um, but the person I work for now is just... I work for Jay Ewan, he's our director of agronomy, and he's just so encouraging, and, you know, he makes me feel like, you know, I'm the best person in the industry, he's an amazing boss and mentor, and, uh, you know, it couldn't have been a better pair, like, we're an amazing team. How do you feel when you do something right? Um, pretty good. (laughs) It gets me in a groove of, um, it just encourages me, so... I feel like I'm on a roll, it reflects in my personality and the way I interact with others. Um, it just makes me feel like all my hard work, all my schooling is paying off and I have a genuine skill that you know people would want to hire me for and that's cool to have at 25 when some people my age still don't know what they want to do. So um, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot for my age. All right, so we're going to start wrapping this up. I just got a couple more questions. So what advice do you have for young mi- women interested in the, the turf grass industry? Um, they need to know that, you know, this industry is not limited just to men. Just because you only see men doing this type of work, um, they're not the only ones who can do it. You can go back there and do it too. It's not incredibly physically straining, you know, 
the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And um, yeah, I just want, especially young women, like sometimes I'll go to things like get my uniform or like go grocery shopping with my bibs. Like I want young girls to see like manual working females and know that that's something they can do. So if you could go back in time and do this all again, would you? Absolutely. To think that I wanted to, like, I wish I started this earlier in my college career. It was like the end of my sophomore year I got into it, but I don't think I would be the turf manager I am if I didn't have that microbiology background and understanding of like the microbial world. I think it's been a, it gives me a unique edge, like, it, like that I'm so interested in stuff like that. So um, I would do everything exactly the same. <laughs> so yesterday we were talking about um, you really like like pathology. Um, tell me a little about that. Like, why do you like it? Um, just stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess it started when I was in middle school. I read a book. It's this author, David Kleiman, and he does a lot of epidemiology work. And I read this book about the spread of Ebola. <laughs> and ever since then, diseases in general were just so cool to me. Like, because it involves, you know, the climate, the weather human culture and then how this organism evolved over time I just thought it was so interesting and then to find out that the same thing happens to plants and I love plants I was like this is for me and um, being able to diagnose things um, and just really getting up close to it and putting all the things in perspective that you need to think about so like man practices weather um, species type it's just so exciting to think about the way that they spread and the way that we as humans can prevent that. This concludes our interview with Raquel. Do you consent to me spreading this video? Yes, of course. <laughs>